Hey, welcome to the Low Key Podcast. I'm your host, Keith, and I'm here with Aaron and Tim. What's going on, fellas? I'm Aaron. That's Tim. I'm Tim. Yeah, maybe I should let you guys introduce yourselves, but you know. No, this this is more, this is more, uh, you know, natural. This works. Oh, that works for you? No, no, no. no. We're good. Let's just go. Let's just go with it. But um, but anyway, we wanted to talk about something that I think kind of, uh, I don't know. I it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know how the rest of you guys feel, but um, Liam Neeson's comments recently in an interview. So apparently, he had an interview for his latest film, Cold Pursuit. And for some odd reason, other than talking about the movie, he felt like he wanted to bring up a a situation where uh, a a woman that was close to him was raped, and um. He said she handled the rape actually fairly well, the situation. She asked him, like, who did it? And she said she didn't know, but she knew it was a black man. So he said he spent the last few weeks after that roaming the streets looking for a black man to to kill. And just just wanting somebody to try to test him just so he can take out his anger and frustration and, and I guess murder them. So, Maybe. what 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 are you guys' initial reactions to this interview? I feel like I'm, God, I feel like I, I I totally hope we're starting on a baseline of what he said is horrible. I don't know if he went as far as murdered, but I think he went as far as like I wanted to get in a fight with someone. He said murder. Did he say murder? You know, um, let well, let's he said he wanted to kill. Murder, kill. <laughs> he he literally said murder. So no, well he said okay. So here's the exact quote: I went up and down areas with a kosh, hoping I'd be approached by somebody. I'm ashamed to say that, and I did it for a week, hoping some black b-word um, would come out of the, a pub and have a go at me about something, you know, so that I could kill him. You are totally correct. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, he he was about that life that time. That day. That day. That that yeah. week. Those weeks. <laughs> so, you know, what's my first reaction to hearing this was so I, I was watching people react. And of course, we were very, very mad. And my first reaction was, well, first, I wanted to know how long ago it was. Not not because that really mattered. I just was curious because he, he, you know, as he continued to discuss it, said that he realized he was wrong. That's not the way to go about things. And violence begets violence. And so, and you know, revenge leads to more revenge, which leads to more killing, which leads to more killing. So he was like, you know, I, I've you know lived long enough. I've seen what went down in Ireland. I just understand it's not the way to do things, and I need to chill. The reason I kind of felt like, you know, what that's reasonable, and I guess this can open up a discussion to some degree, is that. You know, as a, I, I speak for myself, when uh, stuff was going down, for example, with the Trayvon Martin case. Now, Zimmerman is not a white man, but he became a surrogate for white people who felt like this was totally cool and fine to do to like walk around and stalk a, uh, another black person because they might look suspicious. You don't know who they are. And then that can allow you to run up on them and kill them, even after being told by a 911 operator, you should not pursue further. They still felt like that somehow fit within some legal ram- uh, some legal framing 
that made his actions justifiable. So yeah. I say that to say when that happened, if you talk to and I'll, and I'll speak for myself, too, I wasn't mad like I want to go hurt a white person. But I was like, I don't understand how white people can view it this way. And it angered me. I did not want to talk to any white person about it. It wasn't a thing of like, I want to be violent with people, but it's just like, I cannot have this conversation with y'all at all, period. It's not happening because it just didn't make sense to me. Even our legal, our laws don't really allow that. And even the idea you have a stand your grand law in Florida, all these things to me were very conflicting and frustrating. And there are other times that have come up for all kinds of things where you have these feelings where you generalize people. And that was my initial reaction to it and it's evolved since that time but that's what i first thought um now typically when somebody brings up something like this it needs to be relevant he to be bringing it out of nowhere which was weird about this i mean he did say that it came up for him in some ways because he felt like he understood like a character's um desire for revenge yeah because his character in cold pursuit was getting revenge for his son's death and so it's not like it's irrelevant. Uh, it's just a really odd place to tell a story like that because you're doing a promotion for a film. Uh, but also, in some way, no, go ahead, go ahead. All of us have had some terrible thought at some point in our life. Like we felt some just awful momentary thing, whatever it's about, saying that we would not like the rest of the world to know that we thought. Maybe I'm alone in this, but I assume we've all done this at some point. You oh, don't yeah, necessarily yeah. have to go volunteer it to everyone when you're on a publicity tour. That yeah. was just weird. It felt like the think, wrong form for it. Yeah, that sounded like something you talk to your therapist about. Right. I, but, but, but I don't even mind the idea that he would say it publicly, right? I think that can be healthy for everybody to have a conversation about these really ill feelings you might have given certain situations. Yeah. But Keith, so you, you asking us about, you know, our thoughts, like how, how did you react to it? Mm. My initial thoughts were uh, essentially was like, well, if I was in his shoes, if I was in that situation and if the roles were reversed, like how I would feel about that. Um, like, you know, someone close to me was raped by a white man. Would I go looking for every white man to, 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 you know, fight or essentially kill, you know? Um, and I just thought about that. And it's, it's something where you just don't really know until you're really thrown into that situation, how your mind assess the situation. But, um, I don't know, like, there was a part of me that felt like, like, where is this coming from? Like, is he trying to show how he can relate to his character? Is he trying to sh make himself seem more um, honorable and heroic in a sense? Um, okay, so so let's, I really want to come back to that idea because I think, I think that's definitely a part of this conversation we need to have about, like, because, Tim, I think this is something that I, we we had a very brief conversation about this before the pod happened, and I don't know if you caught the way Keith said that, but that's kind of the way a lot of black people felt hearing him say this out loud. Yeah, because the way he discussed it was like, I'm over it now, and I got through it, blah blah blah. blah. But like the way it's it's I don't really think this is like 
coming from him, emanating from him, but from the people having the conversation, that is exactly what was happening. They were not praising, but like give, giving like some sort of like pat on the back. Good for you for having been strong so enough honest. not to well, well, to have been strong enough not to allow that 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 feeling of vengeance take over. But then a lot of other people looking at it like, well, damn, like, how do you this goes further down the conversation we should we should have after we finish these initial thoughts. But like, you're not even looking for her attacker. Yeah, I don't think there should even be a conversation about whether what he did way back then was okay. There's no there's no justification whatsoever. I mean, people have used the phrase revenge which I actually object to because revenge is like someone does you wrong and you go and punish that person and get your revenge. This is like someone does your friend wrong or is accused of doing your friend wrong and you decide you're going to go out and racially profile everyone in the city where you live and randomly try to pick fights with them and attempt to kill them. That's not even revenge. That's just that's the essence of racism is when you blame an entire race of people for one person's misdeed. I mean, that's that's madness. So I think that I don't I don't even feel like it's worth talking about whether whether there's some justification for how he felt, because no, there's no justification. So, so then, yeah, well, well the only thing I was going to add to that in context is it, and please continue the, what, what you were getting to. But I think it's not a, a really about so much justifying the thought or even the action he took to potentially right. allow something to go down. It's more like because the fact that we all agree that that shit is crazy and you shouldn't be doing that, it's kind of like there really shouldn't be any padding on the back at all, period, for – it's like you bring it up to have a conversation but not to be praised for not having done the thing that – or it will continue with those thoughts that were so horrible, right? Yeah. Um. That's what makes it feel weird, though, because it's like if we all agree that that's not something you should be doing, the conversation should really just be about like the the context and how he's talking about it is just so weird because he's not apologizing for having done it. Well, here's what he says in the interview. He says it was horrible, horrible when I think back that I did that and I've never admitted that and I'm saying it to a journalist, God forbid. And then he goes on, it's awful. But I did learn a lesson from it when I eventually thought, what the fuck are you doing, you know? Um, And then he says something about, he talks about living in Northern Ireland during the Troubles. And he says, I understand that need for revenge, but it just leads to more revenge, to more killing and more killing. And Northern Ireland's proof of that. And again, I don't accept the idea that this is even revenge, what he was describing. Um, So, I mean, I feel like he's acknowledging in this interview that what he was doing was terrible. But and, okay, look, wait, 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 wait. He's acknowledging what he did was terrible. He is not yeah. apologizing in any. Look, the only reason I keep mentioning the word apologize because in right. general I kind of feel like when you're being earnest, that is what it is. And 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 on that end, I credit him for that without a doubt. But what I don't understand is why the response to his having said it and admitted to the and confessed to the the action and the thought and all that. No one's asking for an apology from this dude. Hmm. Do you you see what I'm saying? Like the way people react to this 
is so different from what happened with the Kevin Hart thing. For example, where Kevin Hart had this come up three separate times. He apologized the first two times, said he wasn't going to the last time. Finally did because people kept bringing it up. And then they kept saying, well, you're not apologizing, right? You're being an asshole as you apologize. You sound smug. We don't believe you. Uh, um, just to be just to be sure um, to those that don't know, what would Kevin Hart be apologizing for? Oh, yeah. My apology. So Kevin Hart made a really uh, a joke that many people call homophobic about. Uh, and it was in a tweet. Uh, he, he had some material in the past. It was something similar to where his son. Uh, he said if his son were gay, he would like smack him over the head or something with, with like a, a bar. Like if, if his little cousin playing with a Barbie house, he would come knock him over the head with it and be like, don't do that. Like basically the way people were reading was he'd be uh, physically abusing his son for being gay to try to knock the gay out. He, he admitted um, he said homophobic stuff in the past. And then he was like, I apologize. And then after the whole Oscar things arose where he was going to be the Oscar host and eventually was not the Oscar host. He kind of took offense that people kept asking him to continue apologizing, and he was sort of saying, I've already apologized. Like, when is it sort? I, I think it was essentially, when is it enough? Like, I've, I've apologized and apologized. And that's the thing. No one's asking Liam Neeson to apologize. And I, I'm telling you, like, it, 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 I'm not calling anything conspiratorial. What I am saying is there is definitely a difference in how people respond to certain things like to things they consider controversial depending on who it is and it comes off really weird why you're saying it's so high and you demanding an apology in this case uh with kevin hart but then with the, i mean like literally what we're talking about is a dude going out and looking and, and hanging out in areas where he thinks black men will potentially do something provocational which will allow him to legally lynch him a random dude not the attacker just like some random guy that's out in the street that sounds weird as hell man like he's like well i'm sorry i had this bad thought it's like dude like sure but like that shit sounds so traumatizing man like I, to a lot of people who hear it, they're like well man they weren't talking about me but it's like we're hearing it like shit was that was a dude i saw the other day that was looking at me crazy thinking that in his head <laughs> I ain't got shit to do with it. Like, why he looking at me like that? What the fuck is your problem? And then you come over there. What the fuck is your problem? Now you got a fucking, you know, you're getting your ass with me. Like, well, what happened? Oh, shit. Am I dying? Am I dying? What's happening? You like, know, that that makes me think. Um, I'm sorry, I mean, interrupt you. Did you ask nah, that me? was it. Yeah. So that made me think about like how, you know, as cultures, as, as we change as a culture, like certain things that were acceptable, that's not acceptable anymore. Um, or that was taboo to do or whatever is just not in the sense like um, you can't just, of course, run around telling homophobic jokes where like 10 or 20 years ago it was no problem with that. Right. But one thing that seems to always be a constant is killing black men like there's never going to I don't think we're going to ever get to a point where killing black men aren't isn't taboo. Now, when you say isn't taboo, in what way do you I mean? Because like, it, it is taboo in a way like. It's, it's almost like we get killed and it's just like we can it can get passed over, you know, I mean, it, it's it, are you it, saying like the lack of reaction to the, the idea that this would happen? Exactly. And the way that and, and us being criminalized in a sense. So as long as we're viewed as being criminals, then it's acceptable for us to be murdered in the streets. Could you imagine if Chris Brown was just like, hey. One of my friends got raped by a white dude, so I walked around West Hollywood waiting on 
some wacky white man to come attack me. Like it would sound so crazy. Like you know what's gonna happen? Somebody gonna attack him. But you know what's even dumber? Some like there are people who who are like, well, yeah, I, I can understand it. I see exactly what he means. He, you know, and it's like I do get it to a, to like this tiny, tiny degree. But then it's like when I think about like how the example I just gave, if if a dude who was black said that about a, like just white people, they'd be like, whoa, wait a minute, now wait a minute, we gotta, I don't know, man, maybe we don't we don't need you, you know, in the industry anymore, and maybe this, and maybe that, blah blah blah, and like. I, I really it, wanted to understand this, like where you it, it's not even logical, like it doesn't it, it's so ridiculous. I found myself actually going on Wikipedia to figure out the population of Ireland and the racial makeup of Ireland where he grew up. And Ireland is like 96 percent white. Ireland is like one percent black, about one percent, maybe two percent Asian. The rest is pretty much white and a very small number of everything else. So I think now, this he, might not have been in Ireland. Maybe this was somewhere else, right? Totally, totally. Awesome. I think I think what he grew up with, and this is this is pure ignorance. I think he grew up with a total ignorance of black people, and probably did see black people as like an other, and that made it easier to have this obviously very racist belief. I don't think that's a justification or an excuse or anything else. But I just wanted to understand like. How do you make a leap that does that batshit crazy? I don't know, but I will say I still feel like this could – it's not going to because everybody's always scared to do this. Um, this could honestly lead to a conversation that is healthy um, where people get to use it as a, as a kind of stepping stone to speaking a little more – um, honestly about some of the times they feel like they made mistakes and that they weren't, you know, uh, respectful of others. And I mean, I can definitely say as somebody who, um, so Keith and I went to the same, uh, high school in Memphis and the school was actually fairly diverse. It was actually, you know, more than half black, but like the mix outside of that was like very diverse. And so, there are a lot of people who don't have an opportunity to like have those experiences with people until they hit college, right? Where you meet people of all backgrounds and they, you know, and, and not just all backgrounds, but like all different subcultures, right? And all these different opinions. And you'll see college, um, you know, par- uh, parades or marches for this issue and that issue on, on separate sides of it. And, and that does really open you up to like learning and doing new things. And like you said, you know, when he becomes an actor, he travels the world, he does more things and, and becomes more exposed to, you know, people from all over. Like, I think that really does matter. Like you can't yeah. it's hard to have perspective on people that you don't interact with. You know? Yeah. And it's easy to believe the cartoon characterizations of people you don't interact with. I mean, when you meet people who like believe things about Jews or Muslims or something who have literally never met a Jewish person or a Muslim. And they just believe all this crazy nonsense because there's no, you know, neighbor to refute it. Like, Oh, he actually seems perfectly normal. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, doesn't, exactly. doesn't seem like there's a conspiracy afoot here. Just seems like a nice guy or not a nice guy who is not representative of <laughs> no, but, well, look. If if that person's exactly what you you were uh, thinking they were in the first place, it's like, aha, 
I was right <laughs> all along. <laughs> but like everyone, the BuzzFeed, I feel weird talking about BuzzFeed this week after all they've been through, but they have yeah. this diversity policy that is basically no one should have to be, there should never be so few of a, of a particular type of person that they have to be the rep- representative for everybody in that group. So nobody's like, well, let's get a gay perspective. Steve. Like, Interesting. it should be a diverse enough room that it isn't, you're never monolithically looking at one person to be the representation of, of all people who are like them. I feel like a lot of this goes back to people who are raised with no diversity around them are the people who are going to be more susceptible to these insidious and stupid beliefs. And I think the thing for me is like, he does seem to have grown enough to realize that this was a horrible way to think. And so the question now is like, how do we, for me, the question is how do we deal with him? Like, do we say good for you? You're a wonderful person for speaking out about this. Do we shrug our shoulders and go, uh, or do we go, Hey, you had these awful thoughts. You shouldn't have even spoke these aloud. Like, I just don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I really don't know what the right way to approach somebody who's been this open is. Yeah, he he must have been on some real good uh, look at that day, boy. <laughs> That's an Irish like stereotype. My... That is an Irish stereotype. I resent. Oh, I wasn't even. I didn't even mean it that way. <laughs> Damn. What? What if I said ambient? That would have been not stereotypical. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Well, my if if somebody took offense, like very no sincere apology, like that was not. I'm, well, I was I'm sorry. I'm sorry to take it. Off <laughs> my stupid joke. Yeah. No. I'm sorry. Yeah. That that wasn't worth the joke if uh, if that's what I was going for. So <laughs> it, it, it he was joke. smoking. He probably was smoking on some strong Kush. Let's say that he was just relaxed. So, so it's funny because like, all right. So if if you said that about a black person who wasn't Snoop, that might be considered stereotypical if you're not black. No, if you said it about a Jamaican or something. Yeah, yeah, a black Jamaican. Do white Jamaicans get stereotyped that way? Hey, probably so. So there's another <laughs> thing that there's another thing that just came up today. Michelle Rodriguez saying pretty much defending Liam Neeson and saying that he could not be racist. It was a whole thing. A lot, a lot of people out here talking about he's racist for his comments, which are some pretty racist I, comments. I, and so her, <laughs> okay. No, I'm, no, you can keep. You can finish the point that we ain't got this far. I, it, but I heard this, but her defense is that, like in Widows, you know, she makes he makes out with um, Viola Davis, and she was like, okay, there's no way he could be racist and do that. I'm like, I call bullshit on that. <laughs> um, for yeah. many reasons, especially when we look at how, first off, a lot of people just have sex with fucking whoever. You know what I'm saying? It really doesn't matter. <laughs> and if if you won't even want to go back to like to slavery, so you want to say that that's the, what I mean. I, I was like, yeah, I the most know. racist thing there is. <laughs> <laughs> the most racist people ever who had sex with with any black woman he wanted to was not racist. And had children by them because he fucked black women. So now he's not racist. Uh, there's just so many problems with that. I, I'm I, I bow out. I'm not I'm not hey, commenting on that one. <laughs> the Fast and the Furious movies are great. They are amazing. <laughs> I need her to stick to that. Because <laughs> that that she didn't think that through. Man, in general, general rule of thumb, I think for most minorities, if 
it's not uh, in your jurisdiction, don't comment on it. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? Elaborate. Black people don't need to be commenting on Hispanic people stuff. Hispanic people don't need to be commenting on black stuff. Asians don't need to be, and Asians don't. They they stay in their lane all the time. But sometimes the other two, man, they just be doing stuff. And Native Americans, they can do whatever they want. Them almost, the rules. It's almost like if, if, I mean, I could be just talking shit by saying this, but sometimes when people who are not black or not white they make comments like that, it makes you wonder if they even know the relationship between black people and white people. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's not just that, but it's like y'all just just stay. They're compli- just like there's so many. For example, it'd be like a black person trying to comment on Castro to a Cuban. You need to stay out of that one. Or an African American, I'll say, trying to comment on something to a Cuban about Castro. That ain't that ain't your lane. Just stay out of that one. Yeah. And there's the stuff going on that you ain't connected to, don't understand, didn't grow up with. You know, it ain't generations, you know, in your family impacted and that would just just stay out that one. That's yeah. Yeah. Far outside you lead. Um, I think we all can respect those rules. Uh, so, <laughs> hey, and, I'm staying quiet through this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So. All right. Now, back to our regular schedule of programming with the Leon Neeson conversation. Um, yeah, I think honestly, though, um. I I wish something positive could come from this. I don't see it happening. Um, Somebody speaking this candidly is really interesting and really cool. And I just wish everybody was not so afraid to have that conversation. Hell, even when we had a a liberal president who wasn't, you know, um, I don't like it. It is interesting to me, like how people do seem to react differently to, to news, depending on who's in the Oval Office, at least for the United States. Um, yeah, I, it, I, I, that always fascinates me. I don't know why we have such a difference in framing, particularly at very large uh, media outlets. Partially, I guess it's impacted by like, you know, do they want any kind of regulation stuff, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. But um, I feel like, honestly, the way this was covered was really poor because. I yeah, I mean, so in the reason I thought it was poor is because I just feel like they there was never a context given. It was like everybody would just put in racist this and homophobic this for different things. Um, and when it came to this, for when they would speak into the racism, it's like they didn't speak to the racism. Like the racism is partially that he was going after any black person. But the real reason it's crazy is because. You know, more than anything, it does not consider her the woman's attacker at all. And I think if we can use that not as as a way to be like, well, let's just, you know, argue about him. But like when we see things happen and we're all looking at it together and reacting to it, like are we having those feelings about each other? How do you mean? So. I mean, I'm trying to think of of an example that's come up recently that doesn't involve cops, but. Let's just say like one of those things came up where there was a police shooting that was caught on video and they had these different people having conversations about how they feel like it actually went down. And we have footage and we're looking at it and everybody's dissecting it and well, he did this and he moved this way, whatever, right? Um, to say that there is a clearly somebody taking a wrong action, 
either way, whether we're talking about the cop or, you know, the um, alleged perpetrator, I think it's really important to allow people to kind of vent what's frustrating to them and, and allow for an opportunity to say, I feel like this is my perspective. And I don't feel like that's necessarily indicative of everybody in in that group. But that's not where it goes most of the time. And that's kind of emblematic of why we end up in these places where it's just so difficult to feel like the person who has a differing opinion is not uh, trying to have a dialogue in good faith. Because we're always suspicious of each other's intent and the the importance of being correct. Um, is I don't know, like we kind of lose the the you know ability to treat each other just as people in that situation. That sucks. I hate talking about it like in this flowery bullshit language, but like I mean, the truth of the matter is we don't talk about the negativity we feel. Like we just don't admit it. And we're not able to speak to a way where it's like, I feel bad right now. I'm not always going to feel this bad about this situation or this this group of people. But this is how I feel at the moment. And I need to be able to say this out loud and have this conversation. But this doesn't mean I'm going to try to act on anything or do something crazy to you. I don't feel like that. It's just like I'm really upset and I need you to acknowledge that, you know, maybe what I'm saying has a point. I don't know, man. It's 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 it's, it's I don't know. I just feel like people are always attacking each other. And I don't feel like what Liam Neeson said was so was so crazy. It's really fucked up. But I think the fact that we don't talk about why it's fucked up is what makes it harder to talk about it. The 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 thing about it is like I I I agree with you that we should have more open conversations, but it's it's how Liam Neeson presents the story for one. And it's one thing to say, I walked the streets and I wanted, I felt like it's one thing to feel like you wanted to kill somebody because of the situation, because you were so angry that you wanted to hurt somebody. He said he was hoping to kill somebody. Exactly. So, so, so with that being said that what that leads me to believe that if, uh, like he said, a black bastard would have walked up on him, it would have been on like he would have shot him or stabbed him or whatever. What if you says Kosh? As he explained, yeah, that, that's, which is like a stick. Beat him. Yeah, he's going to beat him. So, oh, so he's going to lynch somebody on the streets. And um, and, and hopefully he also had the mindset that he going to do that and not get his ass whooped in a black neighborhood. Hey, and, man, you got to be looking for black people like Tim said. That's, that's kind of crazy. In most yeah, cases. So with I mean, that being said. He had something in him to make him feel like he could be so ballsy to walk in there and by himself lynch a black man in the middle of the street. He probably had finished taking two already and was like, I can do this. I'm done my training. I I really (laughs) wondered when this took place and where. Like when he said somebody coming out of a pub, that made me think of Ireland. And that made me think it was probably like when he was really young and, you know, knew much less, much less educated, much, much less sort of aware of how the world works and his own prejudices. Yeah. And, I, it, and it was a different time probably too. That might be a generous reading. I mean, cause I don't know. I mean, I'm willing never, to do he generous. 
he didn't specify exactly when it was. Yeah, you know, my, the, I I, know, the thing that bothered you mentioned the bad coverage. The thing that I thought was really bad coverage was that this wasn't presented as like he admits to past racist thoughts, which are horrendous, but rather like Liam Neeson says racist thing. And there's a bit of a yeah, difference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because like you are absolutely responsible for things you say today. You are totally responsible for that. But to say I used to be this way and I've changed over years or however long it was, I think that's different. Okay, now I will say the initial story from the Independent out in the UK. It the story's titled "Liam Neeson Interview: Rape, Rape, Race, and How I Learned Revenge Doesn't Work." It's a bad headline. Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to, that's <laughs> a bad headline. Man, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's just a poor framing. Um, I don't have any objection to the narrative, the way that they unfurl it and the way that they describe it and characterize things within the story. But I think the headline is going for like, it's going for like a little bit of shock value. Yeah, but it's it's going for shock value, but in the same way that you might see it in a scholarly journal written in like the 1950s. <laughs> you know what I mean? Rape, race, and how I learned revenge doesn't work. Now that sounds like some hippie who hung <laughs> out with a black person a few times was like, you know, that was wrong. Like, I don't, there's something about it that like sounds like really, it's 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 talking about it way too casually. Right. It's it's like simultaneously like these two like, when you put the word the word rape by itself is horrible, then you put like rape next to race and that like adds to the horribleness, and then it has this like, this like glib summary of like and how I learned revenge doesn't work. But they kind of the thing that's so fucked up is like, I don't feel like. Neeson is being glib when he is talking about it, but it's like when you're reading a tweet, like the way it reads is not how it sounds when he's saying it. Like it reads really bad, <laughs> you know. Like it's also, it's one of those things that's like just so true about like the difference between hearing and 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 uh, and saying. And everything just sounds more gentle with an Irish brogue, so we have to remember that. <laughs> He's saying all this with an Irish accent, so. What well, he really does, like, uh, it, it's what he sounds so earnest, like, and I kind of I read it in his voice, so that's why it came off to me like, oh, okay, well, he he's trying to just be like straight up, but it's coming off really bad, like, like I don't know. I just feel like the editors didn't do him any favors. I mean, like the story oh, structured well if you're gonna read the whole thing, but you know how people are. You know, that well, yeah, it's like someone is going to do a quick pickup of this story for their own publication and they're going to take like the most incendiary quote and they're going to put that in the headline and lose the nuance that I think this this interviewer took a lot of care to to include. Yeah, I, I'm guessing the headline was written by somebody else. Sorry. But yeah. And by the way, for people for two literal minded people who who uh, email me, I was definitely kidding about the Irish brogue. Um, <laughs> I, Tim, I think you said that too late. They they've paused the podcast. <laughs> they, that that motherfucker's already sent. They are pissed. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're never listening to them again. <laughs> <laughs> One star. <laughs> so actually, actually, with that in mind, I think we we've uh, been going on for a bit. It's a good time to wrap up and close here. Um, I, mean, I, I just think we're not defending 
what he believed way back when. And and I don't think it's defensible. I think what we are thinking is there could be a little more nuance in how do we deal with him admitting to it now. Yeah, I mean. Is that right? I mean, I don't want to speak for anybody else. No, I I think that's a a good way to sum it up. I mean, I think how we talk about it now, it – Man, there's so many different things coming up recently with people doing stuff here domestically with blackface and rape allegations and all this stuff. And I think, honestly, the thing is you have to um, really be willing to have, you know, these conversations without. And, and you know, what? The, the framing of these things have to be a little more carefully constructed. Um I, I just feel like, you know, we don't consider how these things impact our, you know, mental synergy together, you know, as yeah. a culture. And it, I don't know. I, I just think we can do better. I, I don't have all the answers. That's some shit you do over episodes and episodes. But, you know, I would say what he said was definitely racist. I don't think he is a racist, but to not understand why. And I think he he might even he might hesitate to characterize it specifically as racist, but he would at least say maybe hateful. However you want to describe it, right? I mean, it was messed up and it should not have happened. And he admitted as much. But now that he's had he's said his piece on that, I think it wasn't to make himself sound heroic, even though it did come off that way to some people. I think the point was I was a fool, I made a mistake, and you know, I can I can relate to wanting revenge. It's just the problem is you start bringing re- revenge and race together in America. See, I think when you Irish, you don't yeah. see it that way. But in America doing that, you bring some stuff into it, you know, that it's more volatile, more hot than it might be where he's from, which is fine. Right? That, that he wouldn't get that. But like for us discussing it, it's it's a you know, I don't give a damn how much perspective he's gained. He doesn't really get that dynamic here. You I, know, I, yeah, I, I feel like it registers, like, especially this headline registers as, like, old South stereotypes, like, really, really, really ugly. And yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I wish people had taken, had treated this whole story with a little more care. because We don't have enough black people hired in, in newsrooms, man. We, we can't give yeah. a perspective without that. Yeah. Yeah. No, Absolutely. You got people even calling, the, you know, stuff racially charged, like even the thing that happened with Jesse Smollett, where uh, the guy who uh, works on Empire and is uh, one of the sons of Lucius Lyon in the show. Uh, you know, he was attacked in Chicago by two people uh, who happened to be white men. They wrote some letters, threatening letters to him um, through the Fox uh network and it like in, with physical mail i'm only saying all this and putting this context to say that i literally saw a crap ton of stories that said it was a homophobic like that the fbi was looking into it and that they considered it homophobic and racially charged not racist racially charged like we can't even like have like really basic conversations about how many some of these things work unless like you have people who can provide that perspective sometimes and i think Something like racially charged instead of racist, like is this? It's a tiny, tiny example, but it's like people are so hesitant to even broach some of these conversations and 
just simply call them what they are. Like they kind of want to give them like this lighter subtext. And I, I, I don't know, man, it's, it's to me, it's not about like even being left or right. It's like there's just something so straightforward about saying somebody to send you stuff about like, you know, hey, you you F F and N and they, you know, put a noose around your neck. I think it's pretty straightforward to just say call it racist, man. Like, why do we have to keep why something just so taboo to call out if they themselves are calling themselves that, that thing? Like, it's just weird. And so I don't know, like, and I got, I don't know, man, this story I'm, I'm going to skip, but like, I just, I've been in, in national media outlets and people outright will tell you that they feel like audiences who are, are not minorities can't handle seeing certain things and they don't want them on the front page and this and that. And it's weird. Not even like, you know, crazy stuff, just like historic stuff. It's weird, man. It's a lot of pushback. In ways that don't make sense, and and don't serve the public. At the end of the day, yeah. I mean, I working in the industry, I feel like you should always include the history. You should always include the context. You should always include the real data. Like even when like is it Andy Samberg? Andy Samberg like mentioned the Black Panther history during the <laughs> during the awards. <laughs> Everybody was like, that was whoa, shocking. yeah. But it's like that's shocking. like one of the only times something like that ever gets out. Um, yeah, I think there's, I think that should always be included. And I think sometimes there may be an error the other way, which I think honestly, people took it so for granted that Liam Neeson's old comments were super hyper racist or old feelings were extremely racist that they didn't even bother to like include the context there of like why that would be. And maybe because we're all like, we all assume that's racist, right? Like we all agree that's racist. We don't even need to say it. Right, but I see what what you're getting at is in a more diverse room. Because see, you gotta be able to explain to people why it's racist, right? So like, if you just say to somebody, like for example, when Megyn Kelly had her blackface moment, um, when she was saying, you know, is that so offensive? When I was growing up, blah 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 blah. NBC uh, on the Today Show, they had anchors of color come on to explain why it's messed up and. Yeah. They showed the history of the menstrual shows and other things and be like, here's why it's messed up. Now, if you don't have people saying, hey, man, going after random black people because some white woman said a black dude raped her, you know, true or false. And then having them people like burn entire towns and pillage everybody and kill a bunch of kids and shit. You're not giving the context of that. So you're not seeing why black people are so mad. Just like why they're just calling them this thing and why can't we have this honest conversation it's like dog first we have to start with the context of that yeah that's why like if you can't begin with the with enough respect in the conversation to understand like the literal facts of why i'm upset about this and there are people who are still alive who went through that it's not like it was that long ago yeah then like i feel like you're not you're not participating in good faith. You just want me to give you the benefit of the doubt and then start from there. But no, you start from the history and the actual stuff. We're not accusing you of anything. But if you're not bringing that up, then we're not having a conversation that's going to make sense. Because It feels like we're talking about two different things. I'm talking about something that actually impacted people who I came up with. And that impacted then our ability to, you know, do other things. So if somebody takes away a whole town, it that messes up housing and education, all kind of stuff. You yeah. know? 
and you just can't leave that out like that that's where the the passionate frustration comes from it's not even like a hate it's just like like acknowledge this man like stop acting like, like stop making me bring it up well what yeah. think about it a lot of people are so ignorant to that you know like that how can you still be ignorant to? I do get what you're saying to you, I, right? I, but damn, I, like that ignorant to the fact, like even like historically, just like what you're saying, there have been, especially in the South, cases of white women claiming that black men had raped them, and it oh. and it, and it wouldn't be the case. And so you got all these black men being lynched, or like you said, in the case where you got a whole town being burnt to the ground and everybody slaughtered because one white woman said that she was raped by a black man. And, and these are historical Scott narratives. Like, so, so look, we're saying it's like really straightforward because we happen to be familiar with some of these examples. Please, please, please. If you are not familiar with some of these things, there are several examples. One of them is this case called Black Wall Street out in Oklahoma. You'd be like, oh, that sounds like some made up fantasy. Like that is a thing. And the federal government was involved in that, too. It's a really weird story. It sounds like it never would have happened. It makes no sense. But these are like factual things that occurred in the, in the history. Tuskegee experiment, which is to me, honestly, why a lot of black people don't trust doctors like that. Tuskegee experiment definitely happened separate from people, white women accusing people of rape. But yes, definitely yeah, happened. It's separate. But, but I'm saying these are examples. I'm just using these as examples of why we historically feel a way about certain things. Just like not to discredit that woman and what she said, what she told Not her, at all. Completely honest with you. I don't off back believe when a white woman says she's been raped by a black man. But that's because of what I know historically. And that I'm, sucks because you don't want to be like that. But I don't want to be like that. But based off what I already know and how we've already been criminalized, that's not I don't I don't think that is the truth off the bat. But isn't that messed up? Because, for example, Tim, I don't know if you recall this. And, and Keith, you might not be familiar with this. Remember at Duke, there was a woman. So you had like a white I want to say it was like a lacrosse team. Duke yeah. lacrosse team who was accused yeah. by a black woman of rape and they didn't do it. And it split the whole freaking town. Like, and people were coming out with like these real examples of having been, um, you know, just institutional racism, like just all these different things will come up and they, they just really were like, this is like bringing me just all these flashbacks uh, just bring me right back to those instances, but then to have a false accusation like come out like that was like wow, like no one believed that this woman was lying, but she was. I mean, I just think have black men ever raped? Has has a black man ever raped a white woman? Of course. Has a white woman ever? Has a white man ever raped a black woman? Of course. But like the history of black men being falsely accused and then large groups of African Americans being blamed for it is much larger than the number of white people who have been held at responsible as a group for a white man raping a black woman. Like that just doesn't happen very often. Like you don't see like a white town getting burned down. You don't see, uh, you know, all of the white men in town being racially profiled because of this, but there is a very long history of whites using this to justify using a single accusation to justify widespread stereotyping, widespread, prosecutions, widespread lynchings, all sorts of horrible things. And it's like to, to pretend that's not true is is crazy. And a lot of people, I think, want to start history in like 1990 and go like everything that happens is completely equal. Except, um, except, except Rodney King, that did not happen. 
<laughs> and then people will go, people will point to OJ as if that's the most typical way that the legal system works, which it's not. OJ is a huge anomaly and a complete. OJ would case. probably be president if that didn't happen. He was that charming, apparently, <laughs> the way people go about it. Shoot. There's just there's just so much ugliness involved in that particular accusation and and white people have used the stereotype of the black man as a rapist or whatever to justify all sorts of horrible, horrible behavior for centuries. Including, you know, like, hate to bring it up now, even though, like, it's real. I mean, the whole super predator thing that Hillary uh, said, what was it, 92, 93, something like that. Well, and also, ironically enough, we mentioned it before, plantation owners who are raping women who are raping black women while all the while holding up the myth that of the black of the dangerous black male. I mean, it's just there's a lot of absolute ridiculous fiction in our perception of how America works. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I can understand a lot of people not having that context in their head. But it's really hard for me to believe you don't have that context in your head when this kind of shit comes up every other month recently. So to keep saying, oh, I just had no clue. It's like, God, like, seriously, seriously, we're still doing this. Like, why Why am I still having this conversation with you? Like that, that's where it just it, it feels so annoying. Like there'd be easier times having honest conversations if you quit making people repeat stupid shit. Yeah. And, and the, the thing is, too, there's black people that don't know. That That's fair. It's a, but, it's a lot of us that don't know. So, um. Is for me, I guess it's hard for to expect other people to know something that my own people don't know. Like it's I, this might seem a little out of subject, but this is what it kind. Of, I just started thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to this art show the like like a couple of weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. So um, the neighborhood is in, you know, is not the best neighborhood, I guess. And so like there was a cop car on the side of me, and they had like stopped, like I was turning. And so the um, the police officer put their window down. It was a it was a lady cop, and so she said, "Hey, um, do you mind turning your your high beams off, right?" Okay. And so I looked at my dashboard. The high beams weren't on. Mm-hmm. So I fucked around with the car, act like I was doing something. I said, "Are they still on?" Then she said, "Do you see the blue light on?" And I said, "Okay." I said, "I said no, ma'am." And then she and then she just paused and looked at me and there was this like strong awkward silence, right? And I said, "Well, thank you." And she said, "And thank you for not blinding anybody." Pause again, and then I said, "Okay." Then she drives off. So all this. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have so many awkward conversations with cops, man? People don't I'm even like, know. You, all of this is you trying to piss me off, right? And and I know like and I, I, I thought about this after the fact. I was thinking like if I was a white guy, I would have probably went off on her ass. I know for a fact I would have went off on her. Because I feel like I can. I feel like what's the worst thing that's gonna happen if I was a white man and I went off on her? But then I thought about Keith, you not white. If you go off on her, she can kill you and not only kill you, but get away with killing you. Yeah. So it's like, and and just for talking shit. 
after after you after you talk smart and you had an attitude with me. Because if there was a regular person that pulled up and said the same thing, then we would have had words. God, right? it sucks you said regular person because what you mean is them su- them seeing you as a regular person. No, when I see when I say regular, non-cop, I'm saying the cop is just a regular woman. Just pulling. I don't shit. Well, first of all, you wouldn't even roll your window down. I, I rolled it down because she motioned for me to roll it down. Yeah, but if, if a normal person motions for you to roll down the window, you're going to probably lock the doors, roll up the windows, and go, what the <laughs> f*** is how going you, on? She, I ain't going to lie. She was kind of fine. So when she you rolled down, <laughs> roll it down. If she didn't have it. she going to try to get the digits? Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I didn't know why she told me to roll the window down. So if she wasn't a cop and she said it was the same situation, I would have still rolled the window down. The only difference is if she would have came to me the same way, we would have had some choice words with each other. See, man, I'm telling you, sirens, man, they get you in trouble, boy. Anyway, so, okay, we were supposed to close like 10 minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, like like hours ago. So, anyway, I mean, I ain't got nothing else to say. I just can't believe Kwai Gwan Jin would go to the dark side like that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I gotta say, man, black people were so disappointed. It wasn't, it wasn't even like anger. If, if like, okay, later it became anger because you got the people who like on the whole, you know, I got to talk about everything in like this social justice way. But initially, black people were like, oh, we man, we like Liam. Shit, damn, yeah. I got to deal with this. Man, I ain't a big fan. Of taking movies, all right, but I like Quiet Guan Jim for some reason. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, I mean I, like. Yeah, I ain't got no beef with him. The best Star Wars movie, but I I like Qui Gon. But so, but now I'm like, you know, man, he's just who he is in his movies, man. Like I'm not tripping. Like what? I I just wish. (laughs) I really wish we could handle these things more responsibly. We're we're years away. We're probably a generation away from having a you know more uh, real conversation about these things. But uh, so. Look, if you made it this far, man, after all that rambling at the end, you must really have enjoyed yourself. So with that in mind, <laughs> please, please, please tell someone you know who enjoys podcasts to check us out. Low key podcast. We do not have a social media presence still. We'll do it down the road, but we really appreciate you make it down this far. Please check out Tim's other podcasts with his lovely wife, Deeds. Oh, uh, shoot this now. Uh, with they... and Keith's other podcast, Meanwhile in the Multiverse, please throw it five stars on iTunes, which it richly deserves. Yeah, if man. Like Same. Yeah. Shoot this now is even it, it's it's got guest, which we we don't have yet. It's uh, one one thirty fifth as popular as this podcast, based on our latest <laughs> downloads. <laughs> the only guest me and Aaron ever had was Bobby. Oh, and my wife actually forget out. <laughs> and then actually Tim before we started doing a podcast together. Yeah. Oh, that's true. So, we were on the, we were on the okay. get out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn, it's we need to bring Bobby back. Bobby enjoyed the hell out of that, by the way. Yeah, he he was he was very happy. But um, but yeah, so you know, um, thanks for tuning in with us. You guys, on a conversation on rape, race, and how we yeah. learned revenge doesn't work. Exactly. Check out Liam D's new movie um, coming out, Cold Pursuit, where he murders a bunch of drug dealers, but they're all white, so it's okay. Um, so no with that, we're, bias, just pure, <laughs> just pure vengeance. Equal opportunist, baby. <laughs> oh, man, we'll catch y'all in the next one. <laughs> Thanks for making it with us. Ooh.
Alright, peace.